0: So this all peaked when one day, a man named Lyman Cutlar shot a pig that was digging up roots in his potato patch.
1: Hi there, I'm Marilyn, and welcome to the Viva America podcast. After traveling with my family to all 50 states, I am fascinated by the stories this country has to tell, the good ones and the bad ones. The Viva America podcast won't just share the morbid, terrifying, and haunting stories of this nation, but the inspirational, wholesome, and inspiring stories as well. Balance is good. Join my son Cameron and I as we reflect on the places that we have visited and share stories that fascinate us, or horrify us, or inspire us, or fill us with despair, or make us want to head out on another adventure.
0: So, hi, everyone. My name is Cameron, and this is my mom.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Marilyn.
0: So, you you just got back from a trip, like, yesterday, right, or something like that?
1: We did. We went up to the mountains for the weekend, a little town on the Appalachian Trail, so... Oh wow! It was fun. Yes, it's it's a little town. I I'm trying to convince your dad to move to one day.
0: <laughs> yeah, good luck. He's a stubborn <laughs> runs in the family. I think a little bit sometimes. Um, um
1: it does. But I'm I'm persuasive. I think yeah. I think I got this one. Per-
0: persistent. Yeah. Both.
1: <laughs> Both. There you go. It's a good combination.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, um, welcome to the Viva America podcast, everyone. It's officially. I think, I think it's it's been spring up in here, at least, in Tallahassee. I don't know how bad it's been there. My allergies have been going crazy recently.
1: Oh, kind really? Kind of all
0: of our house has, yeah. But maybe that's just because I leave my windows open all the time, but whatever.
1: Yeah, Tallahassee has all those oaks and, like, really, it, it is an allergy. Yeah, it's I think I have
0: pollen allergies worse than we always thought when I was a kid, which, whatever. Probably. Backstory. I mean, people
1: move to Florida because of allergies because it's a little bit friendlier down here. And, and, well I mean and yeah. I, yeah, I say that meaning example. Tallahassee's not really Florida, Florida like it's yeah, more Georgia like. Florida. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, so one of the things with this podcast that I kind of thought was gonna be our goal and that I always wanted to do was to tell the stories of all the different corners of the US and everything mm-hmm. like that. So today we're gonna to take that pretty literally. We're going to the San Juan Islands in northwestern Washington State. So this is like way, way up there. This is like whenever I tell people that we go to Washington and it's like you usually hear about Seattle and the national parks up there and things like that. Yeah. And we've we've did those on yeah. like a pseudo trip that yep. we'll come that we'll I'll talk a little bit more about later. Okay. But we didn't go to the San Juan Islands that time. We went there the first time we went there. You always try to have points on vacation that have like resort type things like to make mm-hmm. us like relax and things like that and this yep. was kind of the place that we picked on that trip
1: yeah i like really really unique places to stay like places yeah. you can't stay in any other state and when those are nice and relaxing and luxurious that's awesome I'll is take there that like too. what
0: what made you like look at the san juans like going up there at all
1: i think that i had looked at like whale watching tours you know and you kind mm, of see, see where some of those go out but i think just when i was searching for things to do in washington state the san juan islands was coming up on searches and things like that and, gotcha. and i mean as soon as you start to see it you're kind of you're you want to go yeah, there yeah it's very <laughs> it's
0: very washington like small yeah. town like it's not seattle um or anything like that it's on it's an island Coastal. Yeah. yeah it's on this small small island um, out in sort of the mouth of the Puget Sound, um, which is the bay that Seattle is on up there. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about all that in just a second. But most people, like especially people from Florida, think about San Juan in association with Puerto Rico, since it's the capital of Puerto Rico.
1: Oh, true. Out yeah. in
0: uh, the Atlantic. Um, uh-huh. So I'm not sure how San Juan got its name. That's not what I was doing for this episode. Like San yeah. Juan, Puerto Rico. Sure. But it's not for the same reason. Uh they they <laughs> they were founded like a few hundred years apart. Okay. Um I think I okay, this is this is going to be fun. Um this place was named at, it was named by an explorer named Francisco de Eliza after his patron sponsor. I've been practicing this for a day now. Juan Vincent de Gumas, second count of Reveligodigo. That, that's that's what it is. I, I sounds
1: perfect. You did it's, that perfectly. No, I, I, looked,
0: I looked. up the Google pronunciation, and <laughs> revelagitigo sounded wrong on the pronunciation. So that's what Google told me. Okay. I, I he said it in a Spanish accent. It's a real thing. I don't know, but so I believe I, I'm you. Probably You've done your
1: homework wrong. here. You've, I'm no, probably you're doing saying great. it wrong. you I'm not.
0: <laughs> so they just put "San" in front of it. You know, San Francisco that type of thing uh-huh. Antonio. Uh-huh. Um, do you know what sand means i mean it means saints it means saints. like, oh, like okay. La, i was
1: gonna say like with like los yeah,
0: angeles no. like the angels or something yes. like that so it means saint juan is what san saint juan, means. juan okay so you had and then you had this explorer he kind of charted all these islands up in the northwest and he said okay this is gonna be the san juan islands because this dude paid for me to explore everything okay right like
1: that was nice of uh, him
0: yeah, it was his patron sponsor is what they called it. It was the same mm-hmm. thing like
1: um, Portugal.
0: Portugal did it for Columbus and things like that. It's like the most yeah. famous example. Hmm. Pa- and also it's not uh, – I thought it was a Patron sponsor, but it's a patron sponsor. I don't know what that okay. says about me, but um. – <laughs> so, I don't know. So the same- it says
1: nothing. nothing. It says nothing.
0: <laughs> the islands we're talking about today are over 3,500 miles away from us relative in Costa Rica though. Oh, Puerto Rico, not Costa Rica. Why did I write that? <laughs> <laughs> it's northwest of Seattle. So we're talking like very, very northwest quarter of continental U.S. Like yep. my phone, I remember thinking it thought we were in Canada the whole time. I kept trying to charge oh, international right. fees and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it
1: did. I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, it's an island located like, it, like I said, it's in the, kind of in the middle of the mouth of the Puget Sound, which is pretty big. It's like kind of, it's not... Like, the bays that we have down in Florida or in, like, uh-huh. Southern California, like it's more like, it's almost like rivers, like a bunch of rivers that kind of lead into one area. It's mostly, like, glacial runoff that formed all of it. So, it's not, like, big rivers. It's mostly, like, a collection of smaller mm-hmm. bodies and things like that.
1: Uh-huh. So, it's kind okay. of, all of it
0: just gathers in the same area. And that's where Seattle is now. Okay. Seattle and Tacoma are both on Puget Sound. We stayed on a little house that had a great view of the Puget Sound last time we were in Seattle it's awesome up there I actually love that part of the area or of the country if you get rid of the earthquakes especially
1: yeah no I loved that house like yeah well I assume you're talking about the last one we stayed at right there on the water and we kind of ended up staying there by accident but that house was awesome that that whole trip was
0: kind of an accident yes that whole trip um, was a was a 2020
1: accident but but yeah we had some really great adventures yeah so yeah
0: so the San Juan Islands are part of a collection of islands called an archipelago, which there's a bunch of those down in Florida. I think the keys are technically an archipelago, and I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. I could be wrong.
1: I feel like I'm not the one that should correct you on pronunciation. I, it, it reads, it reads like archipelago,
0: confident. but I'm pretty sure it's I feel it's like I've heard it be like archipelago. I
1: archipelago. archipelago no archip- archip- I think
0: it's hmm. archipelago. I think. Okay. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully
1: people so, are not listening to this. Look, to they can make fun of me all they
0: want. Things. I'm... Look, I'm just I'm – just, I'm, <laughs> okay. <for> okay? <laughs> I'm here for you, okay?
1: I'm here for you.
0: So if you look at the U.S. map, you see like the top of Washington almost has like that V-type thing up in the uh-huh. corner. Um, yeah. What people don't really know from the U.S. is there's a giant island that sort of fits into the mouth of that V. That's Vancouver Island. Okay. Um, also, I don't know what, Vancouver isn't on Vancouver Island. They called it Vancouver's right. Island, like with the mm. apostrophe, because oh, I think yeah. you could see it from Vancouver, and they were like, that's okay. our island. And Does
1: Vancouver, is Vancouver Island part of the US or Canada? No,
0: Vancouver Island's part of Canada, which that okay. comes back into it later, because the whole thing is when they were trying to set the borders for this area, Pick one of the main what's issues going where. Yeah. was that Canada had Vancouver Island, because they had like a mm. fort there, and they like oh, were okay. like, okay, we're not going to give this up. Yep. Um because that's kind of what a lot I of this comes down are. I wouldn't give that up to. either. Yeah. So the largest city on the islands is Friday Harbor, which is where we went on mm-hmm. our trip. Um, you probably have a lot better memory of a lot of those. I have like one story from that place that kind of blocks okay. the my memory from the rest of it a little okay. bit that I'll I'll say it in a minute. Um, but there's a population of just 2,162 full-time residents this is the island we went to there's ferries that connect all these islands there's not bridges that go between any of these islands like if you want to get from one to the other you have to get on a ferry you put your car you drive your car onto the ferry i kind of bet a lot of people from florida have never seen a ferry like that
1: no Um, i mean we don't have those down here
0: no i mean they're i guess well we've done them we did them twice in this area alone i think they're very common up here like they're they fit i gotta say hundred cars. Yeah, on them or something like that. Yeah, and you go, you go up to the top deck. There's a restaurant. You can probably get a beer or something like that if you want. uh, I wonder why that is
1: because, like, down here, like you even talked about the Keys and like we build bridges down here. I wonder if it's because of the weather that like they can't like maybe bridges maybe it might just be
0: like population demand too. Like those aren't very busy islands, but the Keys are like are a bigger tourist spot maybe. But, but they're not, not really going to, sure. I
1: mean, I don't think they yeah bridges just for tourists. There's but I, I don't,
0: like... it might be something with the region because I was looking at yeah. maps and I'm pretty sure Vancouver Island isn't even connected to the mainland Canada. Yeah, And it's, it's very close at some points. Like it yep. seems like they probably could. Well, and there's
1: places in the, um, like the great lakes and stuff that are also just ferries. It the might lakey, be just because of no snow. Bridges. I don't know
0: anything about snow. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, I have, it's I'm wondering if it's about, it's about weather. There. Mm, no yeah i bet you it's Wait, maybe
1: about it maybe someone will tell us okay yeah
0: <laughs> so there's two very like pretty large islands that make up most of the san juans there's um san juan island itself which is the one that friday harbors on and then there's orcas island with an s there's an s it's mm-hmm. orcas this one's a lot more mountainous uh this is the less populated of them it was like it's it's still a pretty big island and there's some cities and stuff on it now like small towns, not really cities. Mm-hmm. But Friday Harbor on San Juan's the main one. And it's, yep. um, it's been that way for a while now. We stayed at a place called Snug Harbor on the northwest corner of the island with small cabins and like a dock that mm-hmm. we went whale watching from. So I need to get like the story that I have was this was the first trip that you would let me take like a camera. Okay. For, well, your old camera, you said you weren't going to take. And I was like, I want to take it. Yes. So I brought this camera and it was like really low tide. So everything was swept out. Of the water which is i like you could walk out way farther than anywhere we had seen before i was like wow this is crazy and i mm-hmm. walked around like sort of the bend of the island uh and there was this hill that i climbed up on to take a picture <laughs> and i was taking pictures on top of this hill it was fine and dandy you know first day i had i was trying to figure out how to use this dsl sure. camera like a real camera yeah and it was fine and then i was i was gonna get down you know had it all strapped around my neck and everything but then lexi my sister came around the corner and i started taking pictures of her. So I then but then I set the camera down on the ground and I watched it slowly bounce down this little hill and land in <laughs> yeah, a yeah. puddle at the bottom. This was my like first expensive thing I had uh, ever really had besides a phone and it was the first day I see. And I uh, yeah, that made me like really scared to start taking pictures but then your sister in Oregon gave me her own yeah. camera. I don't know why she did that. I wouldn't have trusted <laughs> me with the camera. So, uh, <laughs> shout out panchy but I got, I, um, got some good pictures that for and I, I, like, that's kind of what inspired me to buy my own camera and things like that. Aww. But I, I had like, I looked up pictures of this place and I saw uh, like the mound where I knew I dropped the camera and I had like flashbacks of dropping <laughs> this because I was so, I was so embarrassed that I had to come back Aww. and tell you that I broke your camera and things like that.
1: Oh, I just felt bad because I mean you were having fun with it and stuff. I hate when stuff like yeah. that happens. So I, I mean, I must have mentioned it to my sister, and then yeah. she's like, "He can take my camera." No, I no, I mean, rem- no, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure. We, no, we asked her.
0: I, t- I remember talking yeah. to her about yeah. it because I was like, "You really want to let me use it?" She's like, "Sure." Like, okay,
1: yeah. All right.
0: But we got. I remember this. I have some good pictures from the rest of that trip, you and do I have good
1: pictures.
0: But I, but like when I saw the like, I saw like an aerial photo of Snug Harbor, and I saw that hill, and I like immediately was like. Okay, that's where we were. Because I didn't even have to text you about where we <laughs> stayed. I like immediately recognized this place. <laughs> the, um, the
1: scene of the crime, yeah. yes. This is on the
0: main island, like the yes. big island. The same island that Friday Harbor's on. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, there's a few spots on this island. There's two spot, two or three spots that are operated by the National Park Service. I'm not sure if you saw anything about these when you were doing research about us going there. I don't think so. They all surround one main event that I would describe as the tiniest NERF version of the Cuban Missile Crisis if it happened in 1859. NERF? Okay? Nerf, Nerf like, like 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 soft, like plush. Like it's not intense. Not nearly wait, like as intense. NERF
1: guns? Yes,
0: like a NERF gun. Like a okay. NERF gun instead of a real gun is how this okay. is compared to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Okay. And it happened in 1859, more. the infamous Pig War. All right? Okay. So you can tell me about it, right? Like you know, what, I have like, never you've heard definitely of, heard about the pig war. Yeah,
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. I but see, I was imagining like actual pigs, like some kind of pig fight. But now that you said Cuban Missile Crisis, now and I know Bay of Pigs. Like now, I'm like, oh, this is a different situation. So tell me about it.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, the biggest situation is that it was almost a situation, but it wasn't really a situation. That's okay. where I'm making the parallel to the Cuban Missile Crisis. Because, like, in the end, nothing happened. But we were really, really, really close to something bad happening. Okay. Okay. So this this is the same time in history that I feel like a lot of my stories, like, I know um, Harper's Ferry was around this time, um, 1850. This is, like, the few years leading up to the Civil War. This, like, period of time, I kind of feel like, I don't know, shit was just flying off the rails. So this this few years, there's a lot of tension. Yeah going on in the imagine
1: um, if they had like social media back yeah then, i mean people oh, actually no, knew they, they how wouldn't. crazy everything they was wouldn't.
0: the thing yeah. is back then if someone really pissed you off you would just go and like kill them right. <laughs> they would, and then no one would ever know and it was just like this it's, it's whole, yeah. like it, it's just a completely completely different world yeah but like we i kind of never hear about what's going on out west like um, yeah. lewis and clark had been out there like 50 years before but like this was kind okay. of like around the first time people were settling in this region, you would have like the gold rush and stuff. But I don't think people were all the way up to like the Puget Sound up to Canada, like a little bit. But like, we'll see just how little here in a second. Okay. This is also before Canada is even its own country. Uh, This is pre civil war. Canada, like was established as its own dominion on what is now Canada Day in 1867 from England, uh, okay. from the British, they they were like British. You always hear British Columbia and those type of things yeah. because they used to be a British colony. Same, so Vancouver up there and a lot of the areas there was forts up in the region that were British. So this ended up inevitably being a border dispute between the U.S. and the
1: British. Sure, yeah.
0: We had already had two year two wars with them over the last like twenty five years. We had the Revolutionary War and then the War of mm-hmm. eighteen twelve. Okay, like which were pretty dramatic for the like Mm -hmm. and they weren't like a small deal they were they were on u.s soil which is kind of the only time that's really ever happened yep at least on the east coast this is also just a few years after the u.s had finished the mexican-american war which i don't really know i didn't really know much about but uh, yeah we had a lot more military technology than them then so we kind of just were very very aggressive to get yeah. making sure that we were able to get to the west coast and we wanted to make sure we had the rio grande and all that but we like mm-hmm. we sent military forces that marched all the way to mexico city until and they were wow. it, like they had occupied mexico city until they negotiated the terms that would leave the territory open to the west which i didn't even know we literally invaded mexico uh, i should yeah. I, I don't know how i didn't know that i have
1: to say i know very little about the mexican i mean you
0: hear arm. about like the alamo and things like yeah, that, yeah, Like yeah, that's, I, But I don't even really know what that and I is. I know
1: it like happened. Like I know that war happened, but I probably know less about that war than
0: well. This any is this other is like American war, like farming tribes that were living in what is now western U.S. or Mexico, like yeah. they were fighting against military forces. <laughs> like wow. they were, they, they, it really wasn't much of a competition. And yeah. so, but then also one of the other things is you have a lot of these guys. That they've been in a lot of like real, real wars mm-hmm. that are now supposed to just run a democracy.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I think that's probably part of where some of the feelings that get brought into this come up. Okay. So the southern western borders are pretty clear. You got the ocean on the west. You've right. now like we're settling the stuff with the south. It's as, it's as settled as right. war will make it. It's not sure. like it was done the best way, but it, it's sure. there and yeah. it's relatively agreed upon. Right, But the land up to the Northwest was pretty new to, let's just say white people. It was pretty new to white people. You had British people, you had newly American people, and you had Spanish people who also Mm -hmm. had some colonies in the area. But there's also some native tribes that were specific to the region. Most of them were nomadic from what I could see. And especially Mm -hmm. when you're looking at history of tribes, nomadic tribes have little to no recorded history that you're able to find because they didn't really leave very many monuments. They mostly moved from place to place. Sure. They
1: moved around. Yeah. Yeah.
0: A lot of times in the story, like the governments and the locals refer to the natives. They'll say the Northern Indians as like a scapegoat, like, or they'll be like, we need military here because of the Northern Indians, which I think there were some legitimate threats from um, natives in that region. They had been Obliterated by smallpox over the last sure. few decades, Ooh. and I—they were—they were; these were invaders coming to their land. And one of the historians I listened to that talked about this said they were—they were almost like Vikings and would come in like big canoes and like raid settlements and things like oh, that. Oh
1: wow! Okay.
0: Which he sounded pretty sure about that. I didn't see much else about that, but I yeah. actually—I'll—I'll I'll go into that source. Uh, I'll, I'll list all my sources. Actually, I can do that right now. Okay. So the sources I use for this, there's one—a uh, National Parks Service article. Um, and a recorded speech from a ranger there that I listened to about this. Mm. Um, the one I was just talking about was a podcast called Sea Control that okay. recounted the events of the maritime conflict over the border mm-hmm. in the San mm-hmm. Juan Islands. Okay. So if you want to check any of those out, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. But he said these these um, Northern Indians were relatively similar to Vikings, but they would come and trade sometimes. But it was more just like you needed to have... They wanted to have something to make them feel safe. Okay. Um. So they were asking military forces to come there and everything like that. Okay. So at this time, you got Vancouver's up there. They want they have forts all in the region. Um. The Hudson Bay Company, which I don't know, they're like sponsored by the British, but they had their own forts and like settlements up in the regions. Like, have you heard okay. of like the East India Company? They're, they're kind of like that. It's basically just they're they're technically capitalist, but they're sponsored by the British. Okay but they're not controlled by the British. It's weird. Okay. So, so it's basically like almost an independent power up there. Um, okay. But like both cities have some things up there, but they're kind of not really sure what, like how to divide everything. So they decided to just split the territory on the channel that runs on what is now the border. But the thing is, the San Juan Islands are in the middle of the channel and there's technically okay. two channels to go around it. So it's right mm-hmm. in the middle. Mm-hmm. So their their solution at the time was they were going to hold the islands in dispute? They were going okay. to share them. All right, they were going to mm. say we're going to both of us can use this. The thing is, like, it's a, they're nice islands. They're beautiful. They have very yeah. nice soil and stuff like that. But we had just got all this land to the west, yeah, um, and the yeah. Louisiana Perch and things like that. We weren't like
1: we were maybe being a little greedy.
0: Yes, yes. Well, and one of the things that is routinely talked about is that the U.S. at this time was a Mm -hmm. lot more uh, ambitious to get new land because we were a Mm -hmm. new country than, like, Mm -hmm. Britain, who, like, this was just some island up there (laughs) that they they didn't really care about on the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But, I mean, it comes into play. The first major settlement in the area was actually a Hudson Bay Company sheep farm. Built on San Juan Island, which had its own funny problem of being too good of a sheep farm, <laughs> it went mm. from just one thousand three hundred fifty sheep to four thousand sheep in just six years, and they like couldn't contain them. So there was just sheep just wandering all over the island, and they there was no other settlements there, so it was just that was just their whole farm. The island was just their farm. They just let the sheep. That's wander. awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I want that island to be my whole house. Like, yeah, I'm I mean, down I, with that. That's I what come. happened
0: back then. I mean, uh uh-huh. but then what happens when you have good land and things like that? Some Americans came in and they said, hey, I want to live on that. And the thing is, since it's shared land,
1: mm-hmm. they're
0: technically allowed to. Right. But when all this went down, there was only 18 Americans that lived on the island. Wow. <laughs> 18 mm-hmm. people. So there's 18 people that live there. And then you have the Hudson Bay Company that's got this farm. But mm-hmm. they're mostly doing okay you have some Mm. like get off my land type of things but then they're like it's not your land and yeah yeah so this all peaked when one day a man named lyman cutlar shot a pig that was digging up roots in his potato patch and killed it oh so they saw this pig rooting in his farm and he's like ah damn pig i'm gonna shoot it and he killed it wait is lyman
1: a, a hudson bay guy an american like who's lyman
0: Lyman or, was an American citizen, and the thing is, the pig had belonged to the Hudson Bay Company. Okay. And, um, oh, he shot the see, other guy's yeah, pig. Now you yeah. see where this is going. He shot a British-sponsored pig. Uh, <laughs> and uh,
1: <laughs> A fancy pig.
0: And then the other issue is that these people expected the U.S. government to honor their land claims- because back then you would kind of just go out and be like, "This is my land," and then I'll yeah. give you a nickel, and it's my land or something right. like
1: that. <laughs> stick of, stick and, a stick a flag thing is, in it.
0: The Brit, like the British, were like, "No, that's our land." And then mm. so the British came in. There was all this arguing between the Hudson Bay Company and Lyman and Cutlar. And the British military came in, and they threatened to arrest him and kick everyone off the island as like squatters or trespassers. Okay. All the American citizens, all the eighteen people, yeah. yeah. Yeah, all 18 of them <laughs> so that but then the settlers were like no 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 so they reported to the department of oregon which back then regional department but this is oregon territory this isn't oregon state okay. but they had like those places had control of militaries and things okay. like that so they sent general william s harvey was the leader of the military in the region he was also okay. the leader of the mexican american like military forces from the american side so this dude is just used to basically just marching and guns blazing and Mm -hmm. winning okay but then he ordered general george pickett to move a 64-man infantry to set up a a fortification on the island george pickett will later become a very very important confederate general during Hmm. the civil war so there's all these like characters that were really important in other wars that are just kind of here
1: all, and it's crazy because that's so far away, like all the way up in the, wow. They must,
0: and they must have spent at least a year just traveling for just this getting event. there. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Dang. Okay. But like, so now there's 64 soldiers, even though there's only 18 So there's 18 64, people. yes,
0: there's 64 <laughs> American soldiers on the island setting a fortification.
1: <laughs> to protect 18 people. Yeah.
0: The British responded by sending three sea vessels to the area to dispatch picket. And Please. we're told to avoid an arms clash if possible, which okay. means, but what that means is you can, sh- you can shoot them if it comes to it, like, which, but try not to, which I also yeah. feel like governments just probably say every time. And it right. it is. I mean, yeah, like,
1: I mean, most, m- most governments that we're probably familiar with don't go in just saying, go in and kill everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially <laughs> like, these are weird, like, We'd been at war before. Like, it was nothing new. Yeah, yeah. But both sides pretty much dug in and set up two different camps on the island. You had, like, North Camp and South Camp. You had American Camp, British Camp. And it was, like, just all around this sheep farm on this (laughs) island. poor um, sheep. And neither of them wanted to shoot first. And the thing is, Mm. like, back at this time, they're trying to communicate with, like, government leadership like president buchanan things like that but it takes six weeks for to send a letter and to get the letter back so they're (laughs) just they're just they're just there like like uh and the thing is they didn't want to fight they're just soldiers Uh, yeah and the the national park service i thought this was an amazing quote they made sure to say that it was all great fun for tourists arriving on excursion boats from victoria (laughs) Not to mention the officers from both sides who attended church services together aboard the satellite and shared whiskey <laughs> and cigars in Charles Griffin's tidy home.
1: Oh, my gosh. So they're actually just kind of having a good old time just waiting for their their people to tell yeah. them whether like, or not to shoot. This is kind
0: of like a deep cut reference, but do you remember like shoot from, shoot? shroot farms from the office yeah, and yes. like yeah, Who it's, doesn't? that's, that's kind of what i imagine this was like <laughs> like yeah, it was just like they're all
1: sitting there like i'm there gonna kill dudes, you like, it, would, it sounds like the, <laughs> let's have a beer
0: yeah no the officer like pulls up to the other ship and being like i have a bottle of rum would you like some and then they would just drink it <laughs> and i mean shit maybe it worked all right
1: (laughs) (laughs) hey maybe i haven't heard the story yeah yeah. the
0: thing is they didn't want to fight it was literally a tourist attraction as you just heard in that quote (laughs)
1: it's so funny when
0: word reached the military higher-ups everyone at once was like whoa 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 whoa. calm down calm down let's (laughs) let's stop this like i said it took six weeks for word to get back there was a complete standoff of over 500 soldiers for this six weeks period because both sides are kind of like Increasing military presence in the area because yeah. they don't want to be overgunned by the other side. Well, yeah. <laughs> Both sides were asking for reinforcements and all this stuff. Then the commander of the British naval forces in the Pacific said he would not involve two great nations in war over a squabble over a pig. Is what he said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what? That's fair. Like, do we need to fight over this pig? That I mean, uh, yeah. Was, it's was digging it's in I, I can't
0: imagine being the like. I don't know the uh, what's it like the dude who's in charge of the military you get a letter like what yeah. the hell is going yeah. on up there just like
1: are they kidding is this a joke no. yeah no
0: no we'll get you a new pig buddy it'll be fine like well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that might be the easiest way to let's solve let's get issue. you a new pig
0: and let's build a yes. fence all right let's <laughs> let's, let's <Yes>. do that <laughs> and then they eventually just kind of it kind of just started to fade away and they eventually settled on a joint occupation for the time being and kind of just wanted to push it off to a later date. Okay. Because one of the things is a lot of times or like this whole time period, like there is a lot of these sort of like border disputes happening in North America between all these countries. uh, Cause they're kind of like, I mean you have this Island that's not very like massive on the grand scheme of things, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of those all around the country that like the Brit, like the British, the Spanish America are all like, no, that's mine. And well, every
1: single line in the country had to be figured out. Yeah, I mean and you you just think about how many different places there's somebody there. Yeah, back then you're
0: doing it off maps and things like that. Maps aren't even right all the time. Like they didn't know the San Juan Islands were there when they made this this map that divided the territory originally. Yeah. Wow. So they they decided to joint occupy the island. Both sides would leave one military unit there, but all the reinforcements would be asked to leave. And they all did so pretty much without issue. This lasted for 12 years, mostly because it was interrupted by the Civil War just a few years later, Mm -hmm. breaking out. So all of those, like General Pickett was sent out to be on the Confederacy, things like that. They had more important things to do than figure out the
1: pig dispute.
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, But this, one of the, actually, one of the even stranger things is... uh, Down the road after the Civil War, the U.S. and the British signed the Treaty of Washington, which I had never heard of. In 1871, it was basically aimed to wrap up any sort of these land disputes all around North America to make sure everyone was on the same page and we could both move on with our damn lives as countries. But the thing is, they couldn't agree. They needed an outside (laughs) party to do it. So where where do you turn, right? Naturally, you turn to the Emperor of Germany, Kaiser Wilhelm I to fix your problem he was involved in this treaty process for i don't i guess they just needed a mediator so they were like i guess the emperor of germany is good
1: enough (laughs) um, what a helpful guy
0: this is the first time this uh, this had ever been done diplomatically where they had an outside party come in and divide up land and he thought about it for a whole year i'm sure it was (laughs) the only thing he thought about for that entire year all this land stuff. Uh But then he came back and said, at least in this case, the San Juans, that it would be U.S. territory. And the U.S. would get the San Juans. And then the British, they said, okay. And they left.
1: That's fascinating. So the (laughs) only reason the San Juan Islands are part of the U.S. are because a German, what did you call him? Kaiser
0: Wilhelm I.
1: What's his, like president? What's his title? Kaiser. No,
0: Oh, no, he's a Kaiser, Kaiser? Yeah. What the heck? Okay. <laughs>
1: so, a, is a German Kaiser decided that? That is yeah. fascinating.
0: I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know whose idea it was to turn that over to him, but it's a beautiful island, and I'm glad it's ours. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I'm glad we got to go there because, you know, it's a lot more work to, to get your passports out and have to cross yeah. over it and visit it yeah. in Canada. So, wow. So, in
0: 1872, these British trips troops left without incident um <laughs> they just said, okay
1: kaiser we, we out e-
0: everything and all the history books on the national parks website talk about how this is definitive proof that nations can settle disputes without war sure i'm not sure what the hell the dispute was here some guy was pissed <laughs> off and it and it escalated it's like you you know when you see those pictures of like a domino pushing over yeah. and it like just gets bigger and bigger yep people just need to be calmed down yeah, yeah, literally this guy needed a new pig and that's it. That is all that needed <laughs> to happen. So I'm not sure this is quite like like the rally cry to oh, solve wow. war with peace. <laughs> it's like that they try to make it But there was also a very legitimate scenario where this almost started a third war between the US and Britain. Like if cooler heads hadn't prevailed, it very easily could have escalated but there's also incidents where things yeah. like this happen and like the U.S. has gotten in fights with other countries and they just like when if both yeah. nations are like no 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 we didn't do that a lot of times it doesn't start a war yeah. like the Gulf of Tonkin and things like that sure. like it's just these crazy events that it, it's like we don't know that it would have led to another war but we were kind of fighting everyone at the time so right. it might have right. I'm sure it wasn't good
1: like you don't you never know what it could have yeah. been and thank goodness yeah. it wasn't do you
0: do you see my my parallel to the Cuban missile crisis now to some extent?
1: I do see Not quite as parallel. dramatic. It's actually just No, I mean, I guess I guess it's not quite as dramatic as the threat I of mean, nuclear war. I mean, you don't
0: have like war. nuclear missile, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yes, I see I see the parallel for sure. I even just like honestly a lot of parallels to what's going on today not not in the US and um mm-hmm russia Mm -hmm. and stuff like that of kind of like oh wow when you were talking about america just like going into mexico and taking over all the land and it makes me frankly think of russia like just trying to go
0: into
1: ukraine russia yeah you mean you mean talking about
0: ukraine yeah there's a lot of like apparently there's a lot of constant constant border disputes between the chinese and russians about sort of like east russia and china which is kind of the land that's similar to the san juans where it's like not mm-hmm. to like there's not like resources there really but it's yeah. like it's you could live there if you wanted to sure and both of them want to expand their nations pretty, yeah. as much as they can well and um, now that
1: like we know all the land on the planet so because because my point being like back then when we were yeah, expanding and... westward this was new land to us
0: yes um oh, yeah.
1: like the world now knows about all the land On the planet and so like the only way to get more land is to take it from someone else. Yeah and this
0: this was I mean the the biggest theme that you have here is like the whole manifest destiny thing was still in high swing for America. All these American citizens thought it was their destiny to go out west to Mm -hmm. uh, take the land from the Mexicans and the natives and Mm -hmm. apparently the British up here and they just wanted it to be theirs because it was their destiny and no real reason other than that. Hmm. Which that was kind of one of the reasons a lot of everyone was mostly like not really willing to negotiate. They just wanted yeah. the land. That was that was <laughs> there wasn't much room for. That's true. Like when you think
1: about like why we were taking all that land, like we didn't have like a specific reason. Like oh, we need it for X or Y or Z. Well, it was like, just nationalism. Just it, was, like, it was just yeah. No, it's a
0: frenzied nationalism is what Manifest Destiny was. Like we that's kind of wow. the period that turned our country into like what we see it is today but yeah um i don't think it had the greatest motivations most of the time if i'm completely real sure all right well we're gonna take one more stop on this trip though sort of random because the (laughs) trip we took there was random um i thought it was fitting (laughs) okay so the other place i wanted to stop at while we're up in this corner of the u.s and not not at seattle because i think there's probably um, completely different discussions to be had about Seattle.
1: Yeah, we can um, have a whole episode
0: on that. Yeah, so we're we're going to go to Port Townsend for a second. Okay. Do, you, do you remember Port Townsend?
1: Um, Is that where we stayed at a haunted hotel?
0: It is, yes. Okay. So, so this is like the whole region, like I said, there's a lot of like you would almost call it like River Valley type of things. Yes. Port Townsend is – on mainland America it's at mm-hmm. basically the entrance to the Puget Sound so like you have to go past Port Townsend to get to Seattle to get to Tacoma all those type of things and it isn't an island but it was it was one of the first US settlements set up in the region for trade european settlement there began in 1851 after just a few years of people being in the area it was expected to be the biggest port city in the region was port townsend because mm-hmm. it, it's okay. it does have it has a really good strategic location it's right on the inside of the harbor and it's like good for like defense and things like that
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: i'm not a naval war guy all right
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's okay (laughs) yeah
0: um so early settlers called it the city of dreams and railroads were built and connected all the cities in the area which that talk about manifest destiny that was railroads were kind of the biggest thing that allowed like the u.s government to really control all these places because Mm -hmm. they were able to get everywhere super fast between
1: yeah all like
0: you're able to get from california to new york and two days instead of yep. eight months that it had been before sure. or something like that yeah but this led to a pretty like initially if you at your town is a new railroad you have a port city like they had an initial population and economy boom yep. led to a lot of older victorian style buildings being bit i can't talk today <laughs> built on like the main strip downtown which i that's where we went i remember seeing yep. all those because it seems like they almost look out of place because it looks like like a like an old-timey, st- like, strip road of a town that you would have heard of more, to be frank. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. um, these are, like, really old, really well-made buildings, like, out of brick and stone that are still there. And they all have, like, historic plates and labels and things like that on them because they've mm-hmm. been there since the late 1800s. But initially, the boom from these railroads slowed. The town was centered around, the town became centered around things like mills and lumber and stuff like that. Like you have your average trade for the region, but it wasn't turning into the economy boom town that they kind of thought it would. Yeah. But a lots of these old Victorian buildings were just kind of left as they were at the time when people realized they didn't have the money to really support them. So a lot of them have been, they've obviously been revamped and refurbished since back then, but a lot of them still have their original structure um, and have like national historic status in downtown Port Townsend. But the place you just talked about, the castle that <laughs> we stayed at.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah, around this time a man named Charles Eisenbeis built the castle in Port Townsend. So, I know this whole trip we were kind of just looking for whatever we could find, but how the hell did you find this place?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, so first of all, this was on our accidental trip where, you know, we didn't go to Washington, expecting to go to Port Townsend, and right. so uh, since we were going to be in that area for a few unexpected days, I looked up the national parks, and basically there was um, North Cascades and there was Olympic National Park, and instead of trying to drive out to each of them and come back to Seattle. I kind of looked at a map and said, okay, well, we could go from one to the other. I don't remember which which one we did first or which direction we were going. Sure. Do, go from one to the other and stay a night in between, like stay a night somewhere in between them. Right. And yeah. when, so when I'm like looking at that, I mean, this is all kind of on the spot trip planning. Port Townsend was really the town. That was going to make the most sense to stay at. We were actually going to have to take a ferry from there, like you just talked about, and everything. breeze. Yeah, and so Port Townsend was where it, the ferry was, Right. and looked like it had you know food and hotels and all of that stuff. So we truly ended up staying there because we needed a stopping point, and that's where the ferry was. So what,
0: yeah. What about like the hotel though? Like. <laughs>
1: what? So the hotel itself, I mean, that was a truly Yelp kind of situation where it's right. like, we need a place to stay tonight. You know, not yeah. not like I'm booking something out where I really, you know, had time to see what was out there and things like that. It was. We need somewhere to stay tonight. I do think that the Yelp reviews on it are decent. Yeah, there yeah, were yeah. not a lot well, of. Well, No, options. I mean, were they? Was
0: it like build? Is a haunted hotel though? Is more what no, I'm asking. No, no. Okay. All right.
1: No, but it was. It definitely seemed unique. Which you know, I'm like. I okay, mean, if that, you see a
0: picture of the place, yeah. you would know that. Yeah.
1: If look, if there's a Ramada Inn, nothing, a Holiday Inn, doesn't matter. Nothing against any chains. If there's a chain hotel. And something like this place, I'm always going to yeah. choose the unique place. <laughs> yeah.
0: So lo- look this place up if you want. Like, it's worth just seeing a picture of. So it's called the Manresa Castle. And then most of, like, if you look it up, most of the articles you see are about it being haunted. Mostly uh-huh. because that's what people write about, about hotels. No one writes about mm-hmm. sleeping or something like that. <laughs> but... um it, like this place, you. I remember pulling up to it being like, this is the most out of place building I've maybe ever seen in my life. Because yeah. it's this yes. giant brick castle out on top of a hill, like looking over the sound in Port Townsend. It's a, it's a really small city. And yep. like, I assume you can see this castle from out on the water. Like it sticks yes. out. It's very out of place. It and it very can look much at,
1: looks like a castle. Yeah, like it can, looks like a castle.
0: Yeah. It's called Manresa Castle, if you want to look mm-hmm. it up. But... So it talks about ghost things. One of the things that I saw said the current owners don't really try to push it as a ghost attraction or something like that. Um, But apparently the owners before the current owners were trying to push that angle of things. Obviously, I guess it didn't work out amazingly if they don't still own it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But like, so when we went, it wasn't billed as like a ghost attraction or something like because I didn't, I mean, I looked at it like, damn, this place is probably haunted. But like, I didn't really know about that. Um, yeah, and I, and I don't know. Ghosts are a little like haunted stories. I I think are a little suspect sometimes. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess we didn't know. We didn't know to pay attention. But I guess if you don't, we know, didn't
1: know. Like we hadn't really looked into the real? whole story of the hotel. We also got there very late, True. like it, lateish. You know, it was after dinner, after all of that. So we just kind of checked in and went to our room and went to bed. Um, For the most part, you know, like we weren't really kind of walking around and exploring and stuff like that. Yeah, I
0: mean, it was was a stop for the night. It wasn't like we were there to see the castle or anything. Yes, yes. Okay. So an article I read from the Pacific Times leader cites the two most famous ghosts seen in the castle. Uh So like I I was talking about ghost stories, this place really isn't any exception. If you look up like most haunted places in the region, this is one of the first ones that comes up. Yep, yep i'm not entirely sure why there's no definitive stories that like have a reason like the dude okay yeah charles Eisenweiss, the guy who made it like he Uh he died there but it wasn't like he a crazy that he he had been hit pretty hard by the recession at one point which is kind of what forced them to like make this whole castle in the middle of nowhere type of thing okay Because, like, a lot of his business ventures weren't really going great, but he wanted to have a place for his family to live that seemed lavish and things like that. He was survived by a bunch of his kids, but they eventually left the hotel to be abandoned, but just kept over by a housekeeper for around 20 years. It was just a housekeeper that was taking care of it. It was eventually bought up to be a place for priests and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Even then, I didn't see anything too dramatic. There was the two stories that I saw that were referenced as being the two most popular ghosts
1: are okay. a monk
0: or preacher who hung himself in room three hundred two due to a loss of faith, um, which is okay. Okay, I would like to. I'd like to see a name or something that makes me believe. Oh, that like a you're bit saying, more. there's yeah. very little actual information. Yes, room information and room on 302. Okay. Do you know what room we were in? Sure, do you do? Why
1: don't you tell both your stories okay. first?
0: Well, the monk or preacher was in room three hundred two. All right. Okay. Yeah. And the other story is a woman who jumped out of the window in room three oh six after stories of her lover being lost at sea were told to her, and mm. it was later told that these stories weren't even true.
1: Oh, okay. So they're both kind of just so that, very unsubstantiated yeah. stories. Room
0: three oh two and room three oh six are the two rooms. There. So
1: we stayed in room three oh five.
0: Really, we were 100%. right next. We were right right
1: next – we were on that wing, like, on that floor, and that is completely random. And it wasn't until when we did the the family reunion episode and Lexi was talking about haunted places and this place came up that I went back and looked in my email to find our, like, receipt – and that is where it shows that we stayed in room 305.
0: So literally right between these two rooms. Wow. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't either. Like, I don't know if you remember our room because it yeah, was no, very mean. strange because it's just, it was a very large room, which a lot of those old hotels are, but there was no bathroom in it. Mm-hmm. And we had access to a bath. It was just ours it's not like a shared bathroom with other rooms but you had to go into the hallway probably walk i don't know like 50 feet i, I don't know that's a few rooms we I definitely know.
0: passed <laughs> one of these two rooms i don't know which one yeah. but we passed one and of them.
1: then go into this like you had a key to this like tiny little bathroom that was just for our room yeah um a... so yeah no we were walking by these rooms that night for sure
0: yeah hmm. <laughs> apparently apparently most of the ghosts there are pretty harmless so we would have been fine okay the like the workers there uh mostly say that it's pretty friendly for them like nothing aggressive like you hear stories about ghosts like yanking people's hair and stuff like that these ghosts the front desk woman that like talked in the article i was i mentioned Mm. um Mm -hmm. she said it was mostly harmless they just want to make their presence known in the area but I I have to say, I didn't notice any ghost activity when we were there, but I also was a little delirious from not sleeping and things like that. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, I didn't notice any, but probably in a situation like that where we were just, we needed a place to stay for the night. I thought the place looked cool. I was probably not very open to it, meaning um, I think I'm probably pretty good at sort of like, hearing a noise and then just being like oh that was definitely yeah. just the wind and, and like not even not even letting myself I, sort I of say remember like what was that
0: yeah i remember also going to bed when it was still like light outside and stuff like that because it's mm-hmm. i mean you got time changes and all that type of stuff we were only there for like 3 days or something out in uh, the northwest yeah like i mean we might have been we might have been asleep before the ghost came out who knows
1: maybe and we were definitely very tired so i I walked around slept very soundly
0: i walked around the hotel a little bit and it's it's pretty clear that it was like like a, a bunch of the renovations like i was reading apparently at one point there was only like two or three bathrooms in the entire place Wow. And then, like the newer renovations added like forty five, so now yeah. every room has its own bathroom. Like we were just talking, <laughs> probably about. probably something most yeah. people
1: wanted. Yeah, yeah,
0: and like it's it's pretty clear that the place has it's been it wasn't originally designed to be how it is now. It's but sure. it's uh, yeah, which that that's something that a lot of people say like upsets spirits. Maybe Charles Eisenbeis is coming yeah. back, and he's like, "You're messing no, up my absolutely. house. This they was don't my, like this it, was yeah. my last dying wish to have yep. this nice house."
1: And now and you're um, messing with it.
0: Yeah, yep. but I mean, but I guess he's not, he doesn't seem mad.
1: Right. Maybe he's just curious. Maybe like, he's what just are happy to doing? have some company. Maybe.
0: Yeah. There was also stories of like a sad violinist playing in a oh. quarter, but that oh. might just be a CD or something like that. Like
1: a sad violinist ghost, you Yes, mean, a right? sad violinist okay.
0: ghost. But that wow. one doesn't seem as common. Huh. Up
1: there. And, again, there's no, like, great records of any of these stories. There's
0: not really great records of ghosts pretty much ever. I mean, like, sometimes you'll have, like, the famous, like, you'll have, like, the Amityville horror story, like, ghost story house. I don't know. I
1: thought the Windsor Ruin ghosts were pretty well, like, story told, like, who they were and where they came from.
0: I don't know very much about that.
1: Wait... it was our last episode, Cameron. Windsor. Windsor ruined the Confederate soldier on the staircase. Oh, and oh! The you said Windsor. I...
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I forgot the name. I, was... I, was... I thought you meant like Windsor, Literally like our ro- last episode. You said Windsor, like the royal family, or something like that. At some point.
1: <laughs> anyway, yes. Most ghost stories don't have a whole lot to like. Yeah, or they're like, on. or they're
0: like priests that exercise some girl and her ghosts now haunts yeah. the, the land there blah, yeah. blah, blah 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 but um this place was pretty i liked this castle thing this was one of the more unique places like oh, that we've sure. been to but like not even like it was kind of just like well, that was a little strange, and it, but it turns out that it was like I didn't know any of these stories. Like yeah. when we were at any of these places, I, oh, I would have, I would have not slept at that hotel if I knew about <laughs> any of this. You running around? Yeah, it's
1: go. probably better that we didn't yeah. know a lot about it. Although I will say, like, I had I known we were going to stay there, you know, if I'd booked it that way, yeah, I definitely would have walked around and explored a little bit more. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's uh, it's one of the most haunted places in the region, apparently yeah Mm, so check it out if you're up there in port townsend
1: in port townsend washington
0: so nice yeah the very last thing i have for this episode is the charity um from the area um the area the charity that i found is called safe san juans they are committed to eliminating domestic violence and, and sexual assault on the san juan islands they have multiple locations all over all these islands but from what i could tell from their website they kind of just wanted to make sure everyone it was a safe small town environment for mm-hmm. everyone that lived there um and yeah. to have a place where people could go if they needed someone to turn to in crisis needed and things support. like that Cool. so i think that's an awesome way for us to show our support to the people of the san juans um they're really there's only just north of two thousand people that live there full time
1: I mean that's a lot more than eighteen.
0: I mean that's yeah that, I guess that's true. But I, <laughs> um, and I'm glad we didn't start a war over a pig. I I have to say I'm I'm proud of our military for that at least. I mean
1: and the Kaiser of Germany. Thank you, sir. Oh, he
0: – I think he was just flipping coins almost or something like that to decide who got what land. Yeah. He
1: literally is like, why do you keep asking me this? Fine, yeah, fine. They could have turned to literally
0: it. anyone in the world, handed them a bunch of maps and being like, pick a side. You don't and know
1: him. Maybe he was a cool guy. I
0: guess he thought about it for a year. He, I'm sure he, he had some for a year. diplomats that told him. He
1: po- was probably advised and like – you know, had to really think I'm not, about it. I'm
0: not sure how how strong the Kaiser's advisory team was in the 1800s, to be honest.
1: But you me. know what? You're not sure. I, you I, yeah. Know.
0: No, I know. I can't Maybe deny. Maybe it was great. Maybe it True. was great. <laughs> I don't know. Germany's got <laughs> But some... yes,
1: I'm also glad we didn't start a war yeah. over a pig. True. That I mean, we've probably had wars in this world over even worse things, but... No need to add to that. So
0: yeah, yeah. Like I mean, shit, like World War One was like one one leader got assassinated. and Everyone started going to war. It's just crazy that like mm-hmm. one little thing is all it takes. Sometimes,
1: yeah. Unfortunately,
0: and so the the pig war is more of a cold war that never really happened.
1: Those are the best kind of wars, if you actually. Them. I
0: yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> I, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but it's definitely true. <laughs>
1: The best wars are the ones that do not happen. So. Except if you're the
0: pig. There, yeah.
1: Well, the pig was <laughs> done either way. I guess whether it I was a war true. or not. So you, well that was a fun yeah. story and things I never I would have wanted to visit the site of the pig shooting had I <laughs> Yeah. You I said wonder, that's like managed by the National Well they park they now, have right? a
0: historical site that's yeah. like the main um like information area i don't sure. know if they have the spot marked or the pick was shot or anything like yeah, that the, yeah. the three spots that i know they have is i know they have the historical area they have the okay. american camp and the british camps still oh, preserved yeah. on the See, island. that's really cool yeah i don't think like they have full-scale like reenactments or anything yeah but i think they yeah. have at least the locations preserved as best they can um,
1: that's pretty cool. I think but that's awesome. I'm
0: curious if there's an X marking the spot where the pig got shot or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if not, there should be. Come on.
0: Yeah. It's, it's right, money left on the table. So that's what I think. It
1: is. I mean, if people... <laughs> If they're not getting a good amount of visitors, like they should listen to that advice. That's what they need.
0: (laughs) Hear my call, Port Town. No, (laughs) San Juan, not Port Town. San Juan, yes. All right. Well, that was a fun story. And I loved getting to tell it.
1: Yeah, awesome. I'm excited to share another story in two weeks. I have a, a, a good one. It's actually like terrible, but yeah, those not are the pe- so a lot of the best terrible. stories.
0: The best stories tend to be terrible. Yeah, like, it's a, it's actually
1: that. like a really tough one, mm-hmm. except that like it. Yeah, mm, I don't want to. Uh, no spoilers. Okay, you know, no spoilers. But but it's uh it's a I think one that people will be a little disturbed about hearing about. So, yeah. Try me. Okay. Well, <laughs> you just have to wait a couple of weeks. But yeah. all right. Well, it was great to talk to you today, Cam. Yeah, you and too. as always, love you. Love you too. Bye. Yeah.